Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the second episode of our podcast series, Beyond the Comfort Zone. In this series, we highlight individuals who have stepped outside of their comfort zones to pursue their dreams or their passions. As I stated in my previous episode, Neil Donald Walsh's quote, life begins at the end of your comfort zone, is truly relevant to the people that I choose to feature on this episode. Today, I have the pleasure of welcoming Dan Hirsch to the podcast series. Dan is an IT professional for over 20 years. He's an assistant vice president, and he currently serves as a cloud solutions architect. Dan, welcome to the podcast series. Thank you. Glad to be here. Great. So, Dan, this was probably about 11 plus years ago. You and I had a conversation in passing about the economic stimulus that the then President Obama was introducing uh, to to the country. And you had a very interesting take on it. And your thought was that, you know, the economic stimulus works and you used your own personal example as a way of the more that you spend the more that the economy grows but in your case this was a personal experience and it led to you telling me your story which really was about your journey and how you left your comfort zone to start a new life in America. So why don't you first of all start by telling us about that particular story that that you know started that conversation? Uh, sure. So in 1990 or about um, I came to the US to America and uh, basically it was uh, uh, an adventure for me to um, test myself to test my my theories about uh, what I'm made of what life is about and um, um, I had to I had to improvise I had to survive uh, somehow and I didn't have much money I had only maybe 13 or so dollars that my parents could muster to give me because uh, um, we were limited in how how much we could convert and how much weight could give me. So um, I would, uh, you know, seek some odd jobs and here and there and uh, wash dishes, give flyers away. So I had a couple of dollars on me, but no more than that. Um, but I noticed that uh, it's, it wasn't about uh, trying to get um, from be having two dollars to having twenty to having two hundred. It was about the flow of each day, just trying to go with the flow and finding what what uh, what life presents, what what yeah. what this game is about. And so when I met this homeless person, I told you about uh, he was sharing some knowledge with me about uh, how to survive, and he said. Uh, if it's winter, you sleep here, you keep staying warm like that, you go to, to this place, that place, watch out for this, watch out for that. So I, I was hungry, he was hungry obviously, and uh, we went um, to a grocery store and I bought uh, um, a little, uh, you know, uh, dinner. <laughs> At the time it was like a dinner, a couple of sandwiches yeah. and stuff. 
and it was most of my money. But when I look back at it, I think uh, it was the right thing to do at that time because it it uh, it kept me going. It kept the relationship. It kept me trusting that、uh, each day will just bring what what I need. Wow! And at that point, how long had you been in the country? And if you could just tell us a little bit of of from where you came. Ah, yes. So I came from、uh, back then. It was USSR. Today it's.、Uh, Independent country of Lithuania, from Vilnius, Lithuania, and、um, uh, I came because uh, I studied uh, filmmaking with some important people. One of them happened to be a son of then president of Lithuania. So Lithuanian community here, they they、uh, were interested in building a relationship, and they invited us. And、um, more interestingly.、Um, Jonas Matas, who was uh, uh, a leader of the cinematic underground in New York at the time, he had、uh, anthology film archives, an institution that、uh, is still alive and features different、uh, independent filmmakers and promotes uh, independent uh, movies.、Um, he invited us, and and he made sure that we were exposed to different、uh, styles and such. But then our time here was over, and some of us decided to try to stay, and and, and that's how、uh, how I ended up uh, uh, here. Right. So it, it's interesting because a lot of people, and again going back to how our conversation began that day, you know, where you talk about you know putting money in the economy and how that has a ripple effect. And even though, as a young man, you didn't know necessarily where your next meal or your next job was coming from, you felt the need to really bless a homeless man and yourself with dinner, not knowing where you'd get the next dollar from. And if we back, if we fast forward today, you know, we could really see the ripple effect of just that one act of kindness. So that was really very、uh, a powerful lesson, I, I believe. So. Uh, going a little bit more about those early days, and I, I know you told me another story of, you know, when you were trying to find a, a place to stay, and you found one of your your contacts who thought that you know you didn't give him advance notice.、Um, go ahead and tell me a little bit about that. Ah,、uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's just different、uh, perception, right? Sometimes、okay. we, sometimes we hear people say.、Um, Oh, why doesn't、uh, this homeless person, you know, especially if we see somebody young and、uh, mm-hmm. seemingly healthy, why don't we go and find a job and all that? And it's、uh, it, it's a fair question, but the answer is is usually more complex than、mm-hmm. some people realize. Because I was young, I was healthy, I was very willing to get a job, but.、Uh, When you are on the street, or almost on the street, I was almost on the street. Somehow, I managed to find、uh, connections here and there. But I, I did sleep in the subway once. I did sleep in the dormitory a couple of times, and so on. So,、um, when you are are on the street, there is no play, and many things are missing、uh, that、yeah. that we take for granted. There is no phone number you can leave, right? For someone、mm-hmm. to find you and offer you a job, even if you, if someone likes to invite you, they 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 don't have a contact for you. 
You right. may not uh, always have a place to shower. You may not always have a place to uh, shave or a razor to shave with, and so on and so forth. So there are many, um, many things there. In my case, um, uh, English was uh, uh, I studied in school very well, so I came in. Uh, my English was pretty much dormant, uh, and 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 language language barrier was there as well. So. Um, uh, that's uh, that was the situation, and every day I had to figure out where I where I will uh, stay. So during the day, I would go knocking on doors, saying I'm looking for a job, looking for a job. And during the night, uh, I had to find a place to stay. And I had some numbers that friends of friends of friends managed to find. And I would call people here, and I would say, uh, you know, again, I have nowhere to, to stay. Can you take me uh, for a night or so? And yeah. one conversation went just like you said. The guy said, um, uh, "Listen, I have a life. I I have a family. I have plans. You you need to give me advance notice." And and I understand him now <laughs> very well. <laughs> I don't want somebody to call me and say, "Hey, I'm coming over." Uh, a person I barely know. But at the time, from my end, uh, reception was totally different, and I was. I was kind of arrogant, and I said, "Listen, it's it's very simple. <laughs> Here, I live day by day. I my my life is very different from yours. I I I have no plans. I I would love to, but I cannot. I I I don't know where I will be. So I cannot give you advance notice. I can only call you and ask you yes or no. If you say no, I will find another place. If you say yes, I will be grateful and I will come over. So um, yeah, that was the." Uh, that was the time I was young and and right. and cocky, uh, but I was trustful. I was trustful yeah. of life, and uh, yeah, I was not very polite. Uh, I, I I can appreciate it now. Right. So so tell me a little bit about that time you stayed um, in that basement apartment. Uh, yeah, that um. That story you probably mean the one with, where with a with a woman and her daughter. Ah uh, yes 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 so uh, yeah so I I I I found um, I went to a Jewish community center and they tried to help me and we actually found the guy who uh, uh, who had a company of uh, making floors uh, I guess hardwood flooring or something like that and he he took me along. Um, I was of no use as a carpenter. He <laughs> quickly discovered that, so he he put me up in one of the houses that uh, that he was uh, working on, or his company was working on, and I would just had uh, some simple cut that I would put up when at night. And um, and he said, "Here you will stay." I said, "Where is it?" It was like uh, the house was under under construction. <laughs> he said, "Well, just here, just just uh, open this thing up when you sleep, and then in the morning, be sure to put it back in the closet, and off you go." So I said, "Okay, that's great. That's great. I I like the roof over my head. I'm good." And that was in Seagate. And when I woke up, I I went to look around, and um, and there were in in another part of this multi-family house. Uh, two women were there, mother and daughter, and they started complaining to me. They said, "Listen, you seem to know the the owner or the this guy, the the landlord." 
uh, tell him to we need heat in, in, the winter is coming it's very cold and he's not turning on the boiler so I said uh, okay I'm, I'm nobody to him but I will I'll try and I and as I talked to him I got uh, agitated I got uh, <laughs> righteously angry so I called right. him his wife picked up the phone I said listen I tell tell your husband come in today and turn turn it on or I bring the door and, uh, to the basement and I turn it on and I had no idea how to do that and I still have no idea how boilers work but I said that and he he, he got convinced that uh, he needs to deal with this crazy guy so he came over and um, yeah amazingly in one night he found me a place to stay and uh, he found me uh, a, a job and uh, yeah that, that itself was a story right. So, so that was kind of his way to get rid of you, to find you another place and another job. But not, yes. before, you were, not before you were able to get justice for the poor woman and her daughter, which, which you know, amazing. <laughs> yes, yes. Although I'm still not convinced that I got the justice because when, when he came over, he, his, his interest was <laughs> to get rid of you. You know, I, I, didn't, I didn't quite follow what he did there, whether he turned it on and for how long, but uh, right. yeah, I, I couldn't. I, I couldn't really help an air world. I was just uh, trying to go with the flow there. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's quite, quite interesting. So, you know, many people would wonder how can someone go from or being almost homeless, you know, basically going, you know, from hand to mouth with the job, odd jobs that you got, going from home to home for a, a place to say, stay in, you know, like we say, almost homeless to now, you know, living a fulfilling life, um, you know, a senior uh, exe- uh, well, not senior executive, but uh, in a, holding a senior position at a multi-billion-dollar company. How does one get from that point to where you are today? How did you get there? Uh, well, I guess uh, that is a loaded uh, question, right? Maybe, um, maybe we all have uh, some. Maybe we all have a huge capacity to create our reality the way we want. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps we we are all connected, and, and and as long as you allow people to help you, they will. Uh, right. So that's a part of it. I was maybe it's just part of it was a dumb luck. I was I was mm-hmm. lucky. I was uh, uh, I was well educated in the sense of. Uh, to begin with, I was born in uh, in the family where they loved me and uh, they took mm-hmm. care of me, my parents um, and everybody else. So that that was one. I got good education. I was interested in mathematics. I mm-hmm. um, I took some advanced mathematics classes. So um, I guess my mind uh, was ready to uh, to start uh, experimenting or learning different uh, different things that that were required. I eventually became a software developer. But I I went from. Um, from giving flyers on the street to mm-hmm. working in a warehouse where I was yeah. pulling boxes and packing perfume and uh, you know I knew UPS drivers they knew me we waved mm-hmm. um, and then a friend of mine invited me to Texas where he was working at the uh, medical center and uh, uh, there they took me uh, uh, and offered uh, training 
uh, right. for me to learn the equipment and to start uh, being monitoring technician. And I was working for the department that was created by Dr. Debeke. Uh, one day, um, he didn't see somebody calibrating uh, equipment, and he didn't think anesthesiologists had time to do it, or nurses had skills to do it. So he created a department, and that department could not require a license because it was completely new. And right. that's where my friend got the, the, his job, and then I got the job there. And so suddenly I was working in a place where, you know, uh, I was no longer just uh, physically moving stuff. It was, uh, <laughs> uh, I was intellectually involved. Right. And, and, and you know, who would, who would think that right. um, uh, something Dr. Debeke does one day affects uh, Dan Hirsch uh, across the country? <laughs> and as wow. it did. So things are falling into place amazingly for, for yeah. people. I think, and then from from there, uh, a guy came over and said, uh, "Listen, you are a mathematician. What are you doing? Uh, everybody is, is becoming a programmer nowadays. Uh, come on, I will talk to your parents." He 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 was my dad's uh, uh, childhood friend, very good friend, mm-hmm. and so he said, "I'll talk to your dad. He will sponsor you for a while. You will pay him back, which mm-hmm. I did, and." Um, and I will find a place for you to stay. Just uh, you know, just just say yes. Yeah. And I thought, uh, well, that's a sign. If there yeah. ever was one, somebody coming across the ocean offering this. So uh, I said yes. Okay, if you can organize this whole thing, sure. And I came to New York and I studied uh, software, and I uh, um, I became software developer, and uh, and that's uh, that's how we met. You and me, right, I guess. And, right. and so, yeah, just day by day, if you are open mm-hmm. to those sites, to those uh, uh, people trying to help you, uh, yeah. uh, if you reach out and you accept the help and they reach out, that's how you get there, I guess. In, in my case, yep. anyway. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. You know, this series is, is, is called Beyond the Comfort Zone, and you definitely step outside of your comfort zone both by leaving your country as well as just being willing to explore different career paths and, and seizing opportunities. So, you know, in that sense, it fits the, the theme of, of our pad, podcast. But in, a, in another sense, there's a thread that's running through this conversation that you and I are having. And one of them is kindness. And this is something that, you know, I have appreciated about you over the years that we've we've been friends and I could see that from the very beginning you had a heart for people um, both you know when I think of the story of the homeless guy I think of the story with a woman and her daughter who didn't have heat and how you you know you fought for justice for them how that ended up we don't really know but at least you you made that that <laughs> attempt and, and to me that has been the hallmark of of your life and I think that when you when you put good out good will come to you and you know when our conversation began 11 years ago about the stimulus um, package and the ripple effect that it has you know I have to say your the seed of kindness that you sowed earlier on had a ripple effect um, in your life and in the life of others and another thing that really came to mind, and this is something that I've been thinking about recently, even in this current um, situation where so many people are becoming homeless, uh, people look at homeless people without understanding and sometimes dismiss them and not, not realizing that these are people with potential and 
and um, promise and shouldn't be you know looked over or passed on because had someone you know had you not had the opportunities you've had to be where you are and the impact that you've had not only on on people's lives but on on you know on the country in general because you're working at an institution that you know fundamentally the mission is to to um put homes in the in the hands of um of people you know to to realize the american dream if you really think about it so just one simple hand extended can really change the trajectory of of somebody's life so dan i thank you so much for sharing your story with us we will definitely have more episodes where you share more of your intriguing stories of the early days and even of recent times thank but you i want to thank you so much any any anything else you want to add before we close out this this podcast <laughs> thank you shermaine yeah i i think you are one of those kind people definitely most definitely as well and i would say uh yes people are uh, different and uh Whatever you believe in, uh, whether you believe in 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 just universe uh, created people differently for a reason, or God mm-hmm. created people, we are all different. And it, yeah, we are born in world if we were all the same. And so, um, yeah, just uh, you don't have to understand someone to accept them. You yeah. don't even have to like them to accept them. But uh, most definitely, in in my case, sometimes help came from most unlikely sources and from right. people that I uh, may not understand or may may not have understood me. But uh, we 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 are much stronger together, and uh, and uh, life is much more interesting because we are all together uh, in spite of our, our differences. Exactly, exactly. Well, I certainly appreciate you, Dan, and I've appreciated our friendship over the years. Thank you once again for joining me on this podcast. Have a great evening. You too. Take care. Bye-bye.